about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Who Cares? We are here in the kitchen table and uh, Peggy is underfoot again. Welcome back, Peg. You want to say anything to your fans? <laughs> Peggy, your fans. Peggy, your fans. Peggy, girl, your fans. Peggy, your fans. <laughs> Peggy, your fans. <laughs> well, now she's chasing her own tail like a fucking she's idiot. She's on fire. Like a fucking idiot. Honey, you jumped right on there. With what? With uh, ladies and gentlemen, hey, how are you? We're back. Because you just said, let's go, hunt, Let's do it. I know. So I was like, yes, and baby. Yeah, you really, you jumped it. You did it. You followed direction. I jump started it. We're ready to rock. And we're ready to talk about dating and marriage. You guys want to talk about dating and marriage? Yeah. Maybe you're not even married. Maybe you're just dating. Maybe some of what we'll talk about will be helpful for you. Yeah, like try not to be... Um, limited by the idea or or um you know um uh try not to be like close-minded to the fact that we are also dating while we're dating other people while married because any of these things could be applicable i think people some people are probably just totally freaked out and grossed out by it yeah gross they're like oh god these people Ugh, I know they're going to Burning Man. They're yeah. they're you know Which we have not done yet. We're we're not burners we're not quite yet. Going to. I we're think not. in my fifties I'll probably reach my burner phase. No. We've got a like ten year old daughter and she thinks I'm so lame and I have to go reconnect you with are. my I have to go reconnect with my creativity and I'm like, Well, I'm going to Burning Man, so and it's like at that point, you know, twelve years from now it's sponsored by like Microsoft. And Lay's and Cheetos. chips. <laughs> Cheetos. I like that we both didn't went to chips. We went to salt. Yeah, like uh, dessert food. Well, not dessert food. Salty food. Snacks. Hey, guys. Welcome to Burning Man. This year, we're sponsored by Microsoft Surface and Cheez-Its. Welcome to Microsoft <laughs> Cheez-Its Burning Man. It's only a matter of time. 2031. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Are you done? No, no, no. Ross just no, woke I up from a nappy. I am awake. I do the podcast when I have energy. You're awake, alive, alert, enthusiastic. <laughs> awake, alive, alert, enthusiastic. Awake, alive, alert. I'm, I don't give a shit if you're hurt. <laughs> I'm awake. <laughs> How does it go? Um... Uh, I have to do it from the beginning because I can't do it otherwise. All right, I'll I'm do it al- back. I'm a live alert awake enthusiastic. I'm a live alert awake enthusiastic. I'm a live alert awake. I'm awake alert alive. I'm a live alert awake enthusiastic. Yeah, and then you, yeah, you switch the words around. It's like a rap song. I think I learned that at some, like, low-key uh, Christian Girl Scout camp. Mm-hmm. And I, swear I thought this, it was a Jonesy thing. I thought your mother. No, no, no. It like I feel like my and this is not what this episode is about, but you know. Yeah, you're like, let's make it a short episode, and then you're like, oh, but first, a ten minute tangent. It's after ten p.m., and I get up at six a.m. now because of our doctor. So like, I'm out of commission. Yeah, you know, which is something we can talk about later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um. Oh, yes. Low key. 
Christian Girl Scout camp. Uh, I feel like all of my experiences in with like religion, like I, you know, quote unquote, grew up Catholic or whatever. But I feel like I, I just always was on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. I was just like, well, I don't believe this. And we're just going through motions. And I remember being at that camp, which was a Girl Scout camp, which is like why I went. But then it was like, all of a sudden we're in the mess hall or whatever. And we're saying weird prayers I've never heard. Uh-huh. And I just, I remember being like, I think it was nine. I'm just like looking around like, all right, I guess like we're doing this. Like yeah. putting my hands together and like saying something about Jesus before I'm eating gross food at a Girl Scout camp. You know, like I just... I was like, what are we all? Like, I was looking for that other person I could lock eyes with and be like, can you believe this shit? Yeah, like, where are the other heathens? <laughs> Speaking of heathens, we are heathens in marriage. Yeah, uh, I'm a sinner. Get into it. Yeah, so we're, we just... We just were talking on the, on, you know, we went to the beach today and we're talking on the car ride home. Like, what do we talk about tonight on the podcast? And, uh, seems like, you know, we're just getting so many questions from our listeners, just emailing us. They're DMing us. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you do it? How do you do it? Literally nobody cares. Uh, (laughs) we haven't heard any questions, but we'll invent some questions and we'll talk about how we are navigating this lifestyle. And, as best uh, as we can. Yeah, and uh, what dating looks like in a marriage. Uh, that's what you pitched to me in the car. So yes. What 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 got you thinking about that? Uh, well, I was thinking about how different it felt when we first decided to open things up from how it is now, uh, and that there was this like giddiness quality to the whole thing like it was scary and we were overwhelmed and I you know I remember a couple couples there I remember a few couples therapy sessions uh where you know I think both of us were sharing about like being really like a lot of the addiction stuff was feeling triggered by like being on apps and stuff that we both had given each other permission to do and you know, there were even times where we were like looking at stuff like next to each other while we were like watching TV or something and it just feeling very intoxicating. And we're people that are so aware yeah. of like the dangers of being intoxicated. Right. Uh, however that transpires. Um, For any individual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I think it's just it like brought up all of these I was going to say old, but some of them were new for me because I'd never dated like via apps or online yeah, or anything yeah. before. So that also was like this fun and exciting thing that I was like, oh, I've never done this before. Right. And now I get to just like meet random people through this thing in my hand. Yeah. And when you say me, it's like communicate with random people because we're not like. Yes. Yeah, we, yeah, we haven't yeah. been with like hundreds of people at this point. Not it's, yet. It's like, <laughs> but yeah, it is like, wow, I can just like get my ego stroked by this random person, send that, send and receive like hundreds of like, like over, over exposed, uh, like selfies and sex shots and sex and some really the, bad photos. Yeah. Just like crazy stuff. And you're like, oh my God, I, I've 
sent my butthole to that person. Oh. Like, <laughs> this is getting out of control. Have you sent your butthole to no, anyone? I haven't. Not yet. Okay. Uh, I, I, I've never really even gotten a good look at my own butthole. I don't think I ever want to. Your own or mine? Both. Yeah. Not interested. <laughs> Not interested. Not interested. And no shade to those who are. God bless you. We need you in this world, too. Yeah. I mean, the kids these days are obsessed with butts. The kids. What have you been hearing? Everybody's eating ass. You know what Who I was thinking. Who are you of? hearing this from? You don't hear young people talking about eating ass and how no. it's the, a point of pride. Like, oh, I eat ass. Yeah, I'm into eating ass. What young people am I hanging out with that are talking about how much they love eating ass? I guess I'm at comedy shows all the time where young people are like, "Who eats ass? Anybody eat ass?" And like, yeah, no, I haven't encountered it's in, this. It's in a lot of song lyrics, like rap lyrics. They're talking about eating butt, like the groceries. Uh, what? <laughs> it's it's. It's everywhere, hon. And it got me thinking the other day. I was thinking about the to- the phrase toss salad. Ugh. Remember the Chris Rock bit? No. I was like, nobody's talking about tossing salad anymore. Yeah. Now it's just like, I eat ass. We are here at the Who Cares podcast. We're bringing back tossing salad. Yeah. Not actually in our home, but just the catchphrase. And we will let the youth do with it what they will. I don't think they're interested in tossing any well, salad. Well, they should because they it's just, great. They just say, eat ass. They just... What you think it's great though? What do you think is great about toss salad? The phrase? Yeah, I just think it's funny. But you're not into butt stuff. No, just because of my own butt, you know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> this, episode, this episode is not about my butt stuff, though. Yeah, and I guess uh, I. Oh, what was I thinking? You were talking about like uh, the intoxication of it all. Oh well. Uh, well, I, I I guess in a general way, I think what I'm trying to do here is frame this as like. This episode, maybe you're curious about how all this works. Maybe you're interested in exploring this with your partner. Or maybe you know you do not want to do this at all. Maybe we're just giving you more and more information about why you absolutely don't ever want to do this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, here's what I wanted to say. Uh, There's this phrase in the... I don't know if it's like... I don't know if it's a Dan Savage phrase or what, but um, safe, sane, and consensual. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, yeah, I think we've heard that like at some kink shit that we went to. Yeah, like sex parties or whatever. Like mm-hmm. this idea of like, do you know whatever you're gonna get into it, do it safely, be sane about it, and make sure it's consensual. Yes, I'm very proud that we that seems to be how it's all gone since my first uh, dalliance where Ooh. where it wasn't consensual in that you were not consenting to me ah. going and having an adventure. So I was like, who the fuck didn't consent to you because like, this is fucked up who did you rape yeah like oh we're just coming out all over the place huh? yeah so uh so anyway I, you know because we do meet people now who say oh me and my partner we have a don't ask don't tell policy which we decided early on was not going to be what we do so there's just so many shapes and sizes and ways this all happens for people and uh, I, I'm really proud that we. <laughs> Sorry, shapes and sizes. That I we did to. it. I, I'm just proud that we did it in a safe and sane and consensual way. Yes. And it uh, it's still and that we communicate constantly about it, and it still presented this like kind of a little bit nerve wracking, potentially addictive thing. Yeah, but I guess maybe why I was thinking of it is um, like last night. I don't know why, 
who knows? Who knows what makes these things occur? Uh, I was feeling bored and I guess like I wanted some outside attention from anonymous people. And so I, uh, on the app that I'm on, you can like decide all the different groups and types of people that you're interested in. And mine are primarily like other women or women in couples, whether that be like a woman kind of has to be in charge of the account for me to like actually be interested. Yeah. There's like a switch you can hit. Yeah. And you uh, unswitched it. No, I switched a single men, like single straight cis men, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. Um, so I did that and man, then Cause I also got like, there was no one else left like in the search. And then once you switch that single guy on, Ooh, they come a running in. Yeah. They come flocking in. And, uh, I didn't even chat with anybody or anything. Uh, and I was just like, swipe, 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 seeing who was liking me, whatever. But I maybe only did it for, that was the first time I've done that in a very long time, like months and months. Yeah. And I probably only did it for, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes or something. And at one point I got like the high of like emotionally and figuratively (laughs) that or literally uh, where I had 70 people that just like fell into my like box. That's crazy. I'm telling you, every time you switch on single dudes, it's... Well, it doesn't happen like that for us. <laughs> it's it's not like that on the male, the male side. No, I but think. I mean, I know that because I also primarily just look at female accounts and I run out of people very easily. Like, yeah. it's just not... The balance is completely off in that way. Yeah. So... I don't know. I just wanted like a surge or whatever. And then I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I don't even give a shit. You know, it scratched the itch. I switched it back off. I was more overwhelmed than anything. Yeah. And I guess maybe that's what made me start to think about it. Because when we first started, it was like that all the time. Yeah. That I was really hooked on like getting those likes and having all these random people like, flood me with attention which definitely was an issue when I was like still drinking and stuff was just like oh this person isn't giving me attention well let me move on to this person yeah now you have an app just filled with people that can give you attention if you want it you know so it was a little harder to manage I think when we first opened the door yeah yeah so I was happy to see that that it would that is that it's changed and it doesn't feel uh, it doesn't feel intoxicating in, in the same way that it did when mm. we first started. I don't think not as compulsive. I yes. Guess. Yes. Like you're that's not like, the word. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well that's, that's crazy and intimidating to hear about. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I mean, it's, you know, it's like, it, it is a little scary that there's just so many men trying to get in my wife's pants, you know? I mean, it's a world of anonymous people that will never be seen. Yeah. You know, like truly. Yeah. Um, And it is interesting just hearing you talk about that because like I very lately, I very scarcely even open any of the apps because I'm just sort of like, 
not in that I th- place. I think some of the newness of it has worn off. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I'm just like busy. Yeah. So yeah, like I think you know it's it's certainly more interesting if we kind of go back in time a little bit yeah. and uh, figure out how it all kind of unfolded. Um, but yeah, like we would sit in couples therapy and talk about all of this stuff. And uh, first of all, years ago, before I even did go outside of our marriage, before we were even married, we we would talk about like, oh, could we could we ever hook up with other people? Yeah. Could we ever have a threesome? What would that look like? And like the my whole thing from the start was like, yeah, if it's another woman, like, sure. Like, yeah, who cares? That's great. You know, who so, cares? Yeah. <laughs> so I was always like, all right, if we're going to and then, you know, we decided let's really do this uh, a couple of years ago after my incident. Uh, and it was like, all right, yeah, go for it. Go meet girls. <laughs> and. Actually, no, you know what? It was, I, th- I think it was actually the summer before when you were doing a lot of browsing on the app yeah. and you were like, this guy reached out to me, him and his wife are open. Do you think we should go meet them? Yeah. And I we was just We were already like, in therapy when that was coming up though. Was it? Yeah. I never, I, remember- I never like propositioned you in that way prior. Okay. I just remember those couple days at the beach. Like I remember these two days at the beach where we just had these like long conversations. Yeah. That about, was after we'd opened up and we were in couples therapy, but it was very early days. And we hadn't taken action. No. Like I had no. taken the action behind your back, told you about it, got clear. We got full clarity and it was like, all right, then we're going to do this. But you, we were, it took until I think October that you actually yeah, went on your first date. Yeah. I didn't have a dalliance at that point yet, but you knew that I was like trolling the app yeah. and talking to people. Right. And, and you're like, there's this guy and his wife and whatever. And like right away it like spiked fear in me yeah. and so much of our, and which is still exists to this day. And I, I just, yes, wanna, it does. I just want to be honest about that and put it out there like we're not I'm not in a place where I'm like yeah go fuck whoever you want who cares like that's not that's not how this works for us for some people that is how it works Um, does it though (laughs) I would say in the don't ask don't tell model I guess that's what you're saying to your partner like I don't I think that there's just like from the very small data sample that we've taken I think there's this mis this large misconception that people that are doing this sort of thing are like without the feelings of jealousy or need. Um, and we're just all like a bunch of hoe bags that like our first, our first priority is just like fucking. Yeah. Um, fuck holes. Fuck holes as you know, listener. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a misconception like across the board. And I think some people go into this type of relationship with that idea that like, that's how it should be. And if you're not falling in line with that idea, then like you're doing it wrong because this is supposed to be about like free love and everybody doing whatever the fuck they want. And we can meet each other's partners and blah, 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 you know, like, and if you're doing it like that and it's working for you, great. Yeah. I'm happy for you, but I'm, I guess I think the, the majority perception of what this is, is like people that just 
we don't care, man. Yeah. Like we're just fucking God's children going with the flow, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like it's fucking we're humans. We're complicated. We we get upset and jealous and we have to like navigate tricky emotions. We're just like choosing to do that. Yeah. And thank God for couples therapy. Truly. I mean, we've said that constantly from the beginning. We're like, how does anybody do this without a couple yeah. therapist? Because honestly, it, it, she's like so much more like a uh, like a mediator or like broker, or yeah. like a sex broker. Does that make any sense? Like, <laughs> like basically many of our appointments were like, I met this person. I'm thinking about doing this. Uh, Patrick still wants me to only date women, but like I would like to do that. Just as an example, I don't think it was ever said in that way, but it was always this process of like talking things out before it happened and then like then feeling more comfortable with it actually happening and then it would happen and then we would process that and move on with our lives. Yeah. And uh, it, it was really thank God we had that structure, like a place to go to get updates and uh, be honest in a safe space. Well, and she's a positive reinforcer. Like she, because she specializes in working with people that have different, like non-monogamous relationships in all their forms. She was there. She is, continues to be there to be like, what you're doing is hard. Like society's, telling you your entire life this is wrong like yeah. that what you're doing is fucked up you're like not honoring the institution of marriage or like whatever yeah heteronormative way of looking at things right yeah and and in fact when you were having like fear about feeling like are there addiction mm-hmm. impulsivity yeah. problems coming up for me uh she was sort of like I wouldn't worry about it. (laughs) I think she said it in a more professional way, but like she really teased out of us like what that looked like. And, and, uh, which I think was really like, I think that's really cool. She knows how important our recovery is to us. And that sobriety is like how we connect on like a lot of levels. But I think she also was seeing a pattern of us like constantly talking about, these things in relating back to like alcoholism. Yeah. Relating back to like addiction and like you have a disease and like, I think she saw that that wasn't helpful for us in this scenario. And I think that that was like, I think that was accurate, (laughs) you know, like giving ourselves a little space to just be so into this, to be in the excitement and the newness of something as opposed to just like, Oh God, yeah, I'm engaging in something that's bad for me, which yeah. like, you know, well, and that's the thing like with 12 step meetings and 12 step community, it often things get watered down to like very black and white thinking not watered down, I guess diluted into like very black and white thinking, uh, not, Distilled is the word I want to use. There it's like, we go. Like he they, did it. Basically, every everything becomes this like very simplistic like thing, which really works for me, and I I actually like that. It helps me keep things simple. Um, but it has to be but, flexible. Yeah, and that's I mean honestly, that's probably what led me to trying to do things secretively mm. in the first place. Is like thinking. Oh, so you blame twelve step recovery? 
<laughs> well, I do blame I do blame uh, part. I mean, I the bit I do about it on stage is that like quitting porn led me to like you know right. doing these other things on the internet and right. me, like meeting a sex worker like that like the um the uh what is that word when you de- the depriving yourself yeah. of of sexual pleasure um had a it had a uh, opposite effect you know um, well also is just like in conjunction with how fucked up our whole country and society is around sex and sexuality yeah also but yeah. i think it's like easy to fall in a trap of am I a sex addict or am I just like excited by this new thing, you know? And like, we're people that ask ourselves questions like that. (laughs) So we can get like lost in that, in that thought pattern. Yeah. And then, you know, the whole thing that there are shades of these things, it's not like you are or you aren't an addict. It's like, maybe you're a little bit of one, you know, like maybe, maybe you are, but not that bad yet or whatever. Right. Uh, so anyway, um, it's a progressive disease. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, did I throw you off? I'm sorry. No, no, (laughs) no. She's tired y'all. I'm doing pretty good. You are doing very good. It's just, uh, this is a a meaty topic. So, um, I wonder if we should just do it on another episode. Oh, you mean just like stop right now? Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I think we're doing well. All right. All right. Hun, come on. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so, yeah, the dating apps, we were like, I, I probably was, I was feeling like I deserved to be on them as much as I wanted to. Yeah, because there's a little bit of a uh, revenge yeah. vibe going on. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, And I was getting frustrated that I was like talking to these people and you were asking me to like be patient. And I'm like, well, you weren't fucking patient. And Mm -hmm. there was like a bit too much throwing it back at you conveniently, like for for my convenience of like, let me do what I want, Mm. which is kind of my MO, you know? Uh, but that's been another big part of it too, is like patience. Yeah. Well, what was that? Like, was it like, yeah, go find a girl, like whenever you want, go find a girl. But then, yeah. Was it just like, go find a girl, like whatever you want, go find a girl. <laughs> oh, I forget. Now I'm trying to remember, like, cause I do remember that was a thing that changed for me. It was like, oh no, it was Paris. So yeah, it was like. All right, I'm going to Paris. I want to be able to go make out with any woman I want. No, I said anyone. It wasn't just any woman. I believe it started with a woman, and then it was like, all right, if you want to make out with a guy, go for it. Uh, Yeah, so was that before the date you went on in October? I guess it must have been. The date I went on in October. I remember, so there's a couple early dates that... uh, I, I had a comedy show up in Yonkers and you went and met some guy at his apartment in Manhattan. Hmm. Wow. This is going to be interesting because your memory problems. Oh, 
yeah. He was like, a memory problem. He was like a young guy. It was not a good experience. Yeah, I blocked that out. Was that after Paris or yes. before? Yes, it was oh, okay. after. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, like Paris going, was the first. Going into Paris, it was like we were like mentally preparing for you to like maybe make out with somebody, maybe not. Uh and you're yeah. away for 10 days. I think it was like it started with like, oh, you can make out, whatever. And then it was like, maybe just don't sleep with whomever, but like have fun. And that was kind of like where it was left. But also it was like, you know, a lot of times I think people use like trips because it's like, oh, you're not going to be there. Yeah. Like this is not where you live. Go do this thing. It almost feels fictitious, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I was, I was really skittish about like, I mean, even now, like I have a mental block, like it's really hard for me. I have this caveman like ego thing about you being penetrated by someone else. And that's like, that's a thing for, I think many men, you know? Sure. Uh, so I was like doing this thing of like, well, you can do this, but not that. And like, why don't you just try to be with a girl, whatever. And it was like well, we had weeks decided- and weeks and weeks of this leading up to the trip. Um, and then I didn't mean to cut you off no, if you no. want to finish your thought, but I think, uh, if you want to, you know, like 10 days later, I pick you up from the airport and on the drive home is when you shared with me what, what happened. No, not on the drive home. Yeah. Yeah, we were driving home and you're like, so I have to tell you I had slept with him. I thought I told you when we got home. I feel like I remember it. Like, I feel like I have a memory of keeping it like close to the vest until we were in bed. I was like home in bed with you the first night back after two weeks of working in Paris. And that's when I revealed it. I remember it outside of that casino right outside of JFK. Like we're driving past that casino. uh, There's like a resorts world or some kind of casino. I forget the name of it. Yonkers raceway. Yeah. It's it's, (laughs) looks like that, but it's the one by JFK. Man. Memory is subjective. It's crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) But I don't, we, it doesn't even really matter. No, the no, point no. is you told me and like, it was like, so not a big deal. It, it, uh, right away. I was like, I mean, it kind of hurt that like, that was not a part of the, yeah the agreement we made, but it was like right away. It was like, so obvious, like, oh yeah, that's not ever going to work to like micromanage what the other person can and can't do. That's I haven't thought about that in a long time, but I remember that feeling like such a big deal, such a yeah. revelation that yeah. like, well, oh yeah. At first we were saying we would not have oral sex with anyone else. Yeah, like I didn't want to kiss your mouth knowing some other guy's dick has been in there. Oh, <laughs> you know. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuckles. Should we change the title of this podcast to Fuckles? Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Fuckles. <laughs> That is a good, that's a better name. Maybe that, oh, you know what? Stop shading our name. I'm saying it's a better name that in that it will get more people People to listen. People wrote in and they like who cares, okay? They wrote in. A couple of people DM'd. They wrote in. They wrote into the mailbox Um, suggestion box. Although fuckholes maybe is like a good, um, like tour (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. 
with a parent like it's just a, a close up of like little earbuds inside of random orifices. Hmm. Cause we you listen in your fuck holes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we digress. Anyway, you banged a guy in Paris. I did. We didn't agree to that, but I was fine and it was a learning experience that like you can't expect somebody to like go make out and have like a sexy moment in of the most beautiful European city in the world and not bang. Uh, you said it. So, and by the way, this is our first uh, foray into getting more specific about this stuff. So I think you know what I'm comfortable hearing about and what I'm not comfortable hearing about. I'm not telling you. Uh, I'm not telling you shit. So, <laughs> uh, and that's a thing that we had to do in couples therapy. We talked specifically about you know what what our tolerance level is for information and what information yeah. is important to us etc i thought a fun example to share um well just to end that story like i we processed it in therapy and i was fine uh and it led to like us realizing like okay ross wants to be banging other guys listen y'all i want to be banging okay she wants to be banging so like <laughs> who am i to deny you're banging <laughs> Yeah, I'm my own person. I'm my own woman. I'm telling you, you go bang, but let me bang. Yeah. And that, so that must have been September and it took me a long time to start banging myself. Uh, Did it? Or just felt like a long time. It took me until like March. No. I think it was February or March. You went on some dates though. You were, you were going on some dates and you were getting handsy and making out and shit. Yeah. There was, yeah, there was some stuff going on. Yeah. So let's not paint some virginal picture. All right. So a funny thing that I thought would be interesting to talk about and unpack that you may not remember. So, so your second day in New York was our first experience of you. Like I was at a gig, you went out, you met some guy at his place I give you a hard sell too about going to this guy's place. Do you yeah, remember that? Not really, but I was very uncomfortable with it. Um, and I, I was like, I need, like, I want, I think I wanted you to tell one of your girlfriends where you were going to be. Yeah. And I said, I think I also want this person's information in case like you don't, I wind up in the Hudson River or yeah. something. So you, I was like, email it to me. <laughs> so bleak. I said, email it to me, but I need you to, I was like, email me his name and address, but I need you to like make it so that the name and address are the not the first things I see in the email. Mm-hmm. Like I need like it to look blank so that. I know you asked me to email it because that is less like up in your face than yeah. text. Basically, I didn't want to know this guy's name or address unless like it felt like I need to track down my wife. Like I need to become <laughs> Liam Neeson. I need to go find her. Oh, you're She's always been taken. looking for a reason to become Liam Neeson. <laughs> so, but the email comes and the first thing I see is the guy's name. Like it, it did show and it did show like the neighborhood you were in. Like it, like it pre- like, cause oh, you didn't God. type anything else before that. Yeah. And I remember thinking you fucking like, why couldn't you fucking do this one thing so that I, it could protect me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like this little thing that felt very important to me. And it's like, these are the things that are like nutty about all of this. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I do on a deep level want you to have whatever beautiful experiences you can have, whatever adventures, whatever will make your life fuller. Like you are an individual and I want you to have the life you want to have. Fuck holes. You know what I mean? But I don't want to fucking know this guy's name <laughs> or where he lives. And Me I, neither, I, quite I need, honestly. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, so there's just like little like logistical things that we've had to. Yeah. Um, and to your credit, you've been way more chill about all that kind of stuff. Like, you, you know, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. You're you know? you're just a goddamn saint. This open mindedness I've been given, you know, yeah. I mean, years of women's studies, you know, sex positivity. It's like. I wasn't given this gift of open mindedness, but it's one that I have to share with the world. Mm-hmm. And you're a witch. <laughs> um, well, some backstory too is that I had been sexting with that guy for months, which I think I, I'm fairly certain I told you whether or not you remember it. For uh, before our incident? Or since before, like I went out? No, no, no. But like before either of us had been like dating or anything and before Paris. So like it had been like a couple months of me like talking to this person. And so then once I had this dalliance in Paris, I was like, all right, like the fucking band-aid's been ripped off. Like, just let me go do this thing. Cause it was also like the hype of it all. This yeah. anticipation was like really driving me a little nutty and I could tell that I was not interested in this person really in an emotional way, but like the, you know, the sexual energy of just like sexting with somebody you've never met for that period of a time is like, you know, for lack of a better word, intoxicating. Yeah. So you were kind enough to let me go forth, but as it turns out, I don't want to have sex with, like douchebags I have nothing in common with. Yeah. Like in an anonymous kind of way. Yeah. I thought, I was like, maybe that is something I'm into. And I truly was like, let me see if this is interesting. Yeah. Like having this sort of just like, I'm coming over, we're fucking, I'm leaving. Yeah. Turns out, no, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, li- I think I like that. Like, I mean, that's not a shock. I'm like, I just want, can we like make an appointment? Make an appointment. Let's hold on. A, let me get my books. Hold on. How do we, how do we keep this to an hour or less? Uh, I got shit to do. It's called sex work, huh? Yeah. That's why aren't we legalizing that? I think that would really make things easier. Uh, there's a lot of hardworking people out there that could use it to be legal, you know? Yep. That's um, another episode. We're going to have more guests on about this stuff. And by the way, we joke about people writing in with questions. I, it really is okay if you'd like us to talk about anything specific. Feel free to write us and please. ask a question. We'd, be, we'd love to. What an honor. What an honor to know that somebody is out there listening and would like us, would like to know what we think about a matter. Yeah. I mean, this is really all I'm hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some anonymous folks that... uh Want to hear my thoughts on things? Yeah. I mean, whew. I uh, I had a show tonight over in Williamsburg, and I no bragsies did a couple of jokes about having herpes, and uh, it felt really good to get people laughing about yeah. the herpes and like talking about it openly on here. 
made me feel emboldened to just bring it to the stage, you know? She's slow clapping with a look of pride on her face, y'all. And also, like, I did that. You're, like, recreating (laughs) a... You're recreating an emoji with that slow clap and the smile you were giving me. Yeah. Uh, You did what? Like, you made me brave enough to talk about it? Or you gave me herpes? Both. (laughs) And you're welcome. Yeah. Now I can spread my wings and fly. Spread your wings and fly and also your sores. I'm I'm walking with the word. Sore on your sores, honey. That's the herpes lingo. Sore on your sores. Just sore on the wings of your sores. Oh. Dripping pus oh, over stop. people on Come the on. beach. It was funny until you just made it gross. Yeah, and you know what? I've never experienced pus. Soar on your sores. Let your wings fly free. And by your wings, I mean your labia riddled in sores. Soar on your sores. Soar on your sores. On the wings of the eagle named Valtrex. Soar on your sores. Soar on your sores. I think that's the new Valtrex jingle. If anybody works for Pfizer, yeah. let us know, please. Hi, uh, we have a cartoon uh, <laughs> ad. But we act it out. Yeah. We're like, you're going to hire a cartoonist for this, but let, just, you know, try I'm to get into I'm going to flap scene. my arms like their wings, and I'm an eagle I just named mean- Valtrex. <laughs> the, eagle, the eagle's name is Valtrex, and he's soaring on his sores, his wings covered in sores. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're like, but Valtrek is supposed to like suppress it all. Yeah, but you know, people want the visual. Well, he soars into his nest and then he takes his beak that's also covered in sores and he just hatches through an egg and not a infant bird comes out. It's just a a Valtrex pill and he takes and then he clears up and then all of a sudden he becomes... Uh, a beautiful dove. Well, he soars on his sores because it's also like a little bit of like a Jesus Christ situation where he is actually like taking the sores from the rest of us. Yeah. Like, you know, crucified and was died and buried and all that. Like- yeah. That's how the Bible goes. <laughs> What's that line? <laughs> Soar line? on your sores. <laughs> oh, I liked this tangent. I'll tell you. So anyway, you... Uh- <laughs> You had Paris, you had the douchebag, and then there were a few other guys in there that were, there was some dating and some, some dynamics and, uh. Yeah, we did some date, we had some like dating going on. And it took me a little while to, uh, to catch up. Uh. I don't feel like that's true. I went to some sex parties. Yeah. You had a couple weeks where you were like, this is the most sexual week of my life. And I was like, well. No, it was one week and that, yeah, it was, uh, I went to a sex party it had like a hookup. That was interesting. We should do a whole episode about sex parties. Yes. Uh, no, I didn't have sex, but there was some intimacy, I guess. And uh, what do you do? You mind saying what kind of party it was? Yeah, I guess I should. I guess because I, guess I don't because to... I don't feel like sex party is accurate because it yeah. wasn't. It there are sex parties, but that was not what you went to. Yeah. So this was a clothed female nude male party. Where the dynamic is that it's a bunch of guys who enjoy being dominated by women. Uh, Submissive men. Submissive men uh, who are there to meet uh, dominant women. And uh, there's some dominatrixes there. And uh, yeah, I went to that and kind of, yeah, it was, it was very interesting. I learned a lot. Um, 
And then, yeah, I guess I... But then you started singing Sore on Your Sores at the party and everyone was like, get this fucking guy Get this guy, guy out, out of here. here. <laughs> Uh, I saw someone I knew at that party. Oh, man. Uh, how do I tell this story to safely protect identities? This is kind of a funny story. Can I first say, the first time you went to that party, the text I got from you. Uh, I think the first text was, Welp, it's above a Dunkin' Donuts. It's is above what- a Dunkin' Donuts Baskin Robbins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and it's like at 7 p.m. on like a weekday, yeah. too. So it was like a weird part of town. It's above a fucking Dunks Baskin Robbins. Yeah. And it's 7 p.m. Yeah. on like a Tuesday. Yeah. And I do remember like being so nervous, like texting you like, well, I'm going in. And you're like, I think you said good luck or have fun or whatever. So that's interesting that we, you know, it's interesting to be in touch with your spouse about the sexual adventure you're about to go on without them. Yeah. Which I genuinely, I was like, I hope, cause I knew you were nervous, but I knew that you wanted to go. And I was like, I hope it's fun. And that it's like an interesting experience. Yeah. And that you like glean something from it, you know, which I think the first one you did, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the second one, I ended up talking to the security guard the whole time. <laughs> In the nude. Yeah. <laughs> and just he like, was not nude. <laughs> no. But he's a, he's a great guy. I was uh, just thinking of you, like, on the couch, like, legs crossed, like, legs swinging. You're like, so, Tony, what are your hours typically? Or I, that, You're pretty much nailing it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm very good at small talk, and I can, yeah. I can keep a stranger In chatting. In the nude. Yeah. I mean, I... You spent a lot of time in the nude over your years, I feel like. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Not always consensual. Not not always consensual. But this. So the dynamic of this party is that it is totally consensual. And I I actually went. It was 7 p.m. because at 7 they were having a workshop where it was about. Oh, right. It was like a talk. Like some women were going to talk about the difference between. um, What was it? Uh the different kinds of slaves that some women have. And I'm I'm not into all that, but that some people are, and that's cool. And I was like, all right, I'll go to this talk and it's in some people like to be called slaves where other people do not like, you can be submissive without being a quote unquote slave. Like that's like a sub genre. Yeah. And oftentimes it's non-sexual. It's like men who are like turned on, I guess, sexually or emotionally by literally like, Ha- going to someone's house and the, the woman is forcing them to like clean the house or take out do chores and not just men like any any yeah. person yeah. can be in this dynamic with someone of the same sex the same gender whatever yeah so at this at, at the workshop portion there's a it's a it's an interesting group of people i was there alone a, a couple other guys were there alone uh like very like diverse group of people yeah i think there were two married couples, definitely one young married couple, uh, and a couple older people. And there was the, the person I'll never forget, uh, was this guy, Frank in a three piece suit. Yes. And he like, looks like a, a mobster. He's yeah. like a gangster or whatever. And the, the workshop's going on, um, a stereotype from the Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> and actually here's what I, here's where I fucked up the story. Uh, before I even went into the workshop, there's this whole place is, uh, it's like a loft on one side. First of all, the sex room is carpeted. That seems like a mistake. 
and that's one side. But I didn't even see that right away because the first room I was in was the cafe area, which is this like little loungy like BYOB bar. There's a bartender, but they don't serve alcohol. You can bring your own if you want to. Uh, I think I brought seltzer. Uh, no, I didn't. I just drank their seltzer. There was a Keurig machine, which seemed like, wow, this is homey. I like yeah. this. Uh, we got a coffee at a sex party. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, that's where I meet Frank. I meet him in the front room, the cafe area. He can tell I'm like looking shy. He's like, so it's your first time here? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, how you doing? I'm Frank. I'm like, oh, good to meet you. Uh, and he is like in his late 50s, early 60s, looks like Joe Pesci. He's like, yeah, I love I love coming here. You know, my wife knows I come to this thing. Like she, you know, she lets me do my thing. It's pretty cool. You know, I... Uh, I work construction, you know, I'm in the office, obviously, you know, he's, he's got like rings on his fingers and stuff. Ugh, he's got him. the kind of hands that he points at things with his index and pinky finger. Yes. Yeah. You guys Which know you that? love. You, you know love. That? <laughs> You've got your thumb on your middle and ring finger and you're indicating things in front of you. It's with, devil horns. It's devil horns with your wrist. Going up and down, yeah. indicating things out in front of we're you. Gonna need, we're going to need that machine over there. We're going to need yeah. that car moved <laughs> to the back of the garage. I'm going to need two sodas on this table. Exactly. I'm going to need that pussy on that face. Okay? <laughs> and just pointing all over the place. And you probably should have pinky rings. That's kind of yeah, an important and he, detail. Sir, Frank had sure. rings. The, the three-piece suit was like forest green. Shark uh, skin. No, no, but it was like... It was like a little cheesy, you know? Sure. Uh, Forest green. Uh, a, a pocket square. Sure. Anyway, he's like, yeah, you know, my wife knows I like to do my thing. So I'm like, and, and that's And you're kinda, like, what's his thing, I wonder? And it's interesting when you're sitting there in a cafe before, while everyone still has their clothes on, because this is before you go to the locker room. Uh, and it's like, I'm going to see this guy naked. Like, this is, this is crazy. This is insane. Like, I'm going to see this man I'm going to see his balls at some point yeah, tonight, yeah, you know? Yeah. Old uh, Frank's balls. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that that part of the night winds down and they say, all right, we're going to start the workshop. Everybody go in. And it's me and these few guys and then the young married couple and then these two dominatrixes start explaining slave dynamics, whatever. And that's when I notice Frank's not in the room and I'm like, I wonder where Frank is. And all of a sudden there's a, a knock at the door and... Uh, and I hear a person say, hey, everybody, it's Francine. Does anybody need anything? And in walks Frank, head to toe, uh, French maid costume. <laughs> and he is now known as Sissy Francine. And I'm like, this is my place. I belong here. I can't wait to see what happens next. And he is he is a service Oh, what is the word? Service it's, queen, maybe? It's not service slave. No, they definitely do not it, no, use queen. No, it might be service slave. Yeah. Uh, and his whole kink and fetish is to just like be around these parties and to like go get people drinks and serve them on a pla platter. But also to uh, be fucking wailed upon, no? Yes. Yeah. He. <laughs> it's not just service. <laughs> yeah, no. And she, she, he also took like some serious spankings with some serious uh, implements throughout the <laughs> night. Because, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a whole dungeon environment, I guess. Oh, yeah, this is I insane. Mean, God, I hope I'm not. I hope my 
uncle isn't listening Hun. to this. Who gives a fuck, right? Hun. I'm a 40-year-old man. I'm living my life. And so are all these other people. Like, uh, there's so many people out in the world that we have come across in mm. these adventurous scenarios that is just an example of like how many people in the world are like interested in a lot of different sexual things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're just, we just happen to be talking about them out loud, which I think is very important. It, it is. It is because if we don't, that's how we get more episodes of forensic files because and these more, men just can't have difficult conversations with their wives. No, and they can't face their own sexual stuff. And then men like Trump get elected. And it's just, it's a snowball effect of yeah. nightmares when people can't talk about sex. Yeah. Anyway, I have to say, observing Sissy Francine, I had a profound feeling of uh, I remember like this. happiness for him. Mm -hmm. It's like this guy found what he's into and he and he's like beloved at this place. Like everybody knows him. They love hanging out like this regulars there. I, I think I in the end, I only went three times in total and over like a period of a year or something. Yeah. And uh you know, I think it's great that he found his thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that the most sexual week of my life, it was that. And then I met a random girl at a bar who I made out with around here in the neighborhood, which was which was really fun. And that you knew about it uh, was cool. And we communicated. And that was a whole thing. You were out of town. Um, oh, yeah. But what did I want to circle back to here? There was something interesting that I wanted to make sure I said, oh, that I saw someone I knew at that very first party that yeah. I was so nervous Which about. Which you kept joking about. You're like, oh, I bet I'm going to see somebody I know. Yeah. Yeah. So after the workshop portion of the night, we go back into the cafe waiting for the party to start. And that's when a bunch of new dominatrixes. I don't know if that's the plural. Just dominant in. women. Dominant women show up. Well, these are like, there's like a few professionals oh, well, yeah 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 they come in it's like a meet and greet vibe and i'm talking to this one woman and i'm and that was I, the taylor group run one or no no okay and i said to her i said you know i'm really nervous i'm gonna see somebody i know and she's like i've been doing this for 10 years that's never happened not gonna happen don't even worry about it you're fine and i'm like yeah but i'm a comedian and i know like thousands of people through that uh just like doing that you just know a bunch of people and then I'm also in this like recovery community, like surely, and that's been for 10 years and I know thousands of random people through that. Uh, I'm just like somebody, like a friend of a friend, somebody, even if it's in the category of like someone you might know on Facebook, like I'm going to know somebody. Yeah. And she's like, definitely not going to happen. And then the party's starting. So I go start walking toward the loft area and there's this little cubby area to take your clothes off. And I'm like bent over at a locker room and my balls are hanging down low. I'm, well, probably not. They're probably up in my stomach cause I'm freaking out. <laughs> um, and I stand up, turn around, I'm fully nude and I just hear, Oh, Hey Patrick. And it's, uh, my friend Gwendolyn who I know I just made that name up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> who I know from one of those communities and uh, she's got her pet of the night on a leash behind her and going on into the room and, and it was it was actually really nice that she gave me a very sincere hello yeah, and then went about her business 
Uh, we caught eyes a couple times through the night, which was uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> but but it's like, you know, there's like 25 people all getting into crazy shit in one space. Yeah. So it's like, that's going to happen. Um, which that's what, I mean, we, we've gone. Sorry. I was talking too far away from the mic and I just got a cool dude signal where it was just. What is this hand signal? Index. In, it's kind of fingering, right? Yeah. It's Index like, it's, and middle finger. And you were like, it's get the, over here. Come I was on. doing the G-spot hook. Yeah, you're doing the G-spot hook. But you were like, but you did it with a face that was like not about pleasure. You were like, I was just get like, over to the mic. What the fuck are you doing? I did a podcast the other night where they would signal to the mic. They'd point like this at the mic if you were that too far from it. makes so much sense. Should I have done that instead? No, I'm saying that the, po- the, oh, <laughs> the, the podcast context. I know you were on. Oh, yeah, yeah. It makes a lot of sense that that was the yeah, hand Yeah, I was signal. on Gwendolyn's podcast, hon. <laughs> Every name I don't want to put out there, I'm just going to call Gwendolyn. <laughs> a blanket Gwendolyn. Yeah. Um, What was I saying? Uh, It goes back to something. I saw a person I know there. Oh, oh, oh. Um... That you and I, you know, we've gone to one like quote unquote sex party and then we went to one more like pride kink party, which was actually like very fun. And yeah, I feel that like, was like a that was like a concert slash art, yeah, perf- art performance, which I feel like that's the party like I will be chasing with you for like the rest of time. We missed this one. I know. Um, but at all i i've realized that i am not a sex party person like yeah. it just is not my scene i don't like it i don't need it to like feel like i'm doing something crazy yeah um but i do think that oh yeah and we went to some other kink thing recently which was maybe we'll have an episode talking about that but wait i can't um, did i block that out with the taylor group oh yeah oh that was so awkward it was the worst, yeah. probably. Um, no shade to the Taylor group. Lovely group of doms that do great work, but that was not a great event. That night was weird. Um, but my point being that even at those events where it's like, I don't want to be here. This is not something I'm into. There's just like some level of desensitization. And I, I think in a good way that it's just like, maybe it's normalizing these sorts of things where it's just like, yeah, I'm in this fucking environment that I've never been in or I never thought I would be in. And there's other people here and we're all kind of doing weird shit. And isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't that interesting? And no, nobody's angry. Nobody's like, getting into fights nobody like it's all very like respectful and consensual hopefully and uh it's it's a very interesting dynamic going into spaces like this well and from what i understand for people who are like in that world every weekend all the time they live it they breathe it like we've gone to a handful of these things yeah yeah yeah, and we've decided it's kind of not for us yeah uh it it is it there does come some like headaches and like creeps and like sure like anything uh, like predators and all that stuff but but yeah on the surface there is that element of like yeah this is cool like this is cool that like people are just doing what they want and like 
without shame and just like exploring what's interesting to them. And there's people that are seasoned enough in it that are facilitating it in a way that is like making it not embarrassing or like abnormal to participate in. Yeah. You know, it, there's like a real sense of normalization yeah. around it, you know? Totally. Anyway, we're we're at an hour, hon. So we did we did get a pretty full episode. We out of did this. what we came for. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I I think I don't know if we really nailed the topic of like dating while married, but I think we did make the point several times here that we communicate a lot and we talk <laughs> yes. a lot about this stuff to each other, and we're not doing the thing of like, all right, I'm going out. I'm not telling you where. Not, yeah. You know, like. We, we we know a lot about each other's situations. I mean, I think we talked a lot about dating while married because uh, so much of these situations we're discussing are about how we navigated it initially yeah. and that it, there were a lot of conversations, a lot of feelings of jealousy, a lot of hashing it out in couples therapy, a lot of like... It was quite a learning process. Very much so. And it continues to be. Yes. Uh, and you know, I, I'm really proud of where we're at. Me too. Uh, I think, uh, I think we're living a really great life and, uh, we're glad, you know, who cares really, but like, we're glad you do if you're still listening and, uh, I don't know. We hope you got something out of this episode. Yeah. We're just going to like keep taking you on this journey of sexual exploration yeah i I, in on the car today you said maybe after summer we'll get more guests in since people are busy in the summertime but we are going to get some guests in to talk about this stuff in more general ways and just kind of like find different ways to chat about this maybe i'll get that lady from that party who said i would never see anybody i know there (laughs) Yeah, like we definitely want to um, bring more people into this that are sex workers, sex educators, people that are in other non-traditional. Sex rela- yes, non-traditional relationships, you know, what have you. Um, we think it's interesting and it's like it's around us all the time, whether or not people are acknowledging it. Yeah, like. I, we all know how much porn everybody's watching. So yes. you can keep hiding it or uh, like I was trying to do or just talk about it, you know? And it's not like, oh, whatever. I'll just I'll just go on another tangent. Yeah. Home. We don't need it. Soaring on your source. Soaring on your source. Is this a source subject? <laughs> That's the tagline of the commercial. Bye. Good night. <laughs> Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bang, 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 bang.